0: Thank you for tuning in to the Jam Happy Hour, a podcast with a heavy pour of wine and music presented by Jam Sellers. We're going back to November of 2022, where we chatted with musician Shane Tutmark, a.k.a. Delore. During the show, we chatted about his music growing up in Washington during the grunge rock era, and we really got to jam out. During this episode, we were sipping back with a glass of rich butter cab. And you can find butter and all of our easy to love wine over at jamsellerscom buy, where we also have a super handy wine finder. Just pop in your zip code and get a list of all the stores in your area that supply our wine. We also have a deal for all you jam fans that are tuning in for today's episode. You can stock up on all your favorite wines and have them shipped directly to your door at no additional cost when you order six bottles or more at our jam store. All you have to do is head over to jamsellers.com dot com slash shop and enter code jam happy hour at checkout and the shipping's on us so without further ado grab a glass sit back and get ready to jam out and wind down this is the jam happy hour poured by jam sellers Welcome to the Jam Happy Hour. It is uh, Gianna hanging out with you today. Looking forward to getting to know uh, Delore a little bit better. Jumping in for an hour of music and conversation and just getting to know each other a little bit better. Hello, Shane.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: uh, I'm really glad that you could pop in with us today because um, I was kind of like pre-listening ahead and I'm really, really excited by your sound and what you're doing with your music and I'm thrilled to share it. So how are you doing on this lovely day?
1: I am good. I'm I'm coming at you from Music City, Nashville, here,
0: oh. and
1: uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day.
0: I love Nashville, and it's there's so many exciting things happening there. Not just musically, just creatively. Uh, it is such a neat city.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've been out here about twelve years now. I'm from Seattle, Washington, originally, but um,
0: big difference.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been <laughs> it's been long enough now. where this definitely feels like at, at least a second home, if not. Uh, my hometown now but
0: ah, uh, um, that's so great <laughs> there's also a huge food scene there's the art scene there's like i live there for a hot second so i try to visit as much as i possibly can i'm coming to you from orlando today so oh right on okay but of course it's all about the wine out in napa and this is our virtual jam uh tasting it. room so if you ever make it out that way please come out and join us
1: so are you like green screened up over there or is that... I am. It, nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I try it.
0: to make it back as often as I can. I was just there like a week ago. I'll be back in another week. So I guess I'm bike coastal Love it. And I take the music with me no matter where I go. So uh, the beauty of technology, I think that we've all learned in the last couple of years is you can pretty much do anything from anywhere and still connect.
1: Absolutely. I mean, yeah, especially these these last couple of years, we've, we've all learned that <laughs> big time. Yeah. Um, I mean, Did you ever I, think you'd I, be set
0: up in your home, you know, uh, you know right? playing I mean, music of, for people? and
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it sort of like kind of forced me to, uh, you know, put a home studio together. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, in a lot of ways, I kind of have the pandemic to thank for <laughs> how productive I've been the last couple of years.
0: <laughs> That's a really great way to look at it. I hadn't <laughs> thought of it that way. Yes, we're all yeah. much more productive because we can sit at home and I may or may not be wearing yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody isn't familiar uh with uh your sound like you said you've been in nashville for uh, quite some time uh, yeah. musically though you've been putting out a lot of different things over the last couple of years so i i hate the question i don't mean to pigeonhole and we're gonna jump into the music right away but if you had to describe your sound how would you describe it
1: yeah Delore for me is is a project I'm i'm kind of returning to it was mm-hmm. it was a project i started like back in high school when I was like 16 and yeah. uh, I had put out a handful of records through my early to mid 20s and you know I've I'm into so many different types of music and I've kind of followed a lot of different journeys or like which what led me to Nashville was kind of getting into roots music oh yeah um, and then somehow being here a few years I ended up getting into electronic pop music and stuff and then it sort of okay. ended up coming full circle back to Delore which really is like um, kind of I mean, to me, I sort of feel like I'm kind of combining everything I love about music. There's a little bit of singer songwriter to it. There's a little bit of, you know, kind of Baroque pop and yeah. you know, kind of Beatle Beach Boys kind of stuff. And um all the as things. well Yeah. As well as, you know, I mean, I grew up in Seattle in the middle of, you know, Nirvana and all that stuff. And so I was, yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely in the DNA as well. So Fantastic. Um, Well,
0: how about we jump in right away on a song and everybody can kind of get a taste of what uh, Delore is all about in this new 2022 version. Um, What song would you like to play for us first?
1: You know, I'd like to start with the song called The Comeback Kid, which is a single I put out earlier this year. And um, I guess in sort of a roundabout way, it's sort of about coming back to... Um there's just a lot of like full circle moments happening in life the last few years for me and oh, and, wow. do, and coming back to Delore would be one of them so um so this song's sort of uh you know I I'd hate to uh define it too closely I mean it can be whatever you want it to be but that's sort of a little bit what That's where it the comes beauty from. of music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: All right, well here's Delore with the comeback kid. I love the ending. That was fun. Um, there you go. A taste of Delore here in the Jam Happy Hour. Um, I, I, am I Am I hearing a little Elton influence in that one?
1: Oh, hey, I, I love some Elton for sure. I mean, I'll you take think it. about
0: what he's doing right now, you know, a 50 year career, oh, dipping yeah. out on top. Yep. Like,
1: wow. He's got all those remixes happening. and yeah. everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, how do you feel about collaborations?
1: Um, you know, one thing, I, I've collaborated a lot in my life, but one of the things about returning to Delore was um, it kind of just timed out. It was just before the pandemic hit. I mm-hmm. was like, you know, I'm going to make, um, I've kind of flirted with making albums by myself over the years. You know, there would be like a song or two on each record where it would just be me playing everything. Yeah. And um I'd kind of been inching towards that over time. And so I finally was like, you know, I'm just going to do it. And um, and then it ended up being such a, a blessing because in the middle of the pandemic, I was able to just sort of just keep <laughs> going with that. And, Nobody was you know, hanging
0: out. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So, I mean, I do love collaborations and I've worked with a lot of different artists outside of my own music and mm-hmm. within my music. But um, but these days I'm really uh, I'm just really enjoying kind of, uh, you know, when you're when you're kind of the guy behind the drums, behind the bass, behind, you know, the keys, the guitars, there's just a certain like authenticity to it that, sure. uh, um, also a ton of pressure. Yeah, a little bit, but you you're know, the it's, guy. It's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess you don't have to like massage anybody's egos though, through the process, uh, you're kind of just, you know, like I'm my own worst critic. So I'm kind of just like battling myself through the process, sure. you know, yeah. but, um, but no, I do. I do love collaborating. this This last summer, I um, the first shows you know since the pandemic, I mm-hmm. I toured as a bass player for Jessica Lee Mayfield, and uh, I've done a lot of kind of uh, hired gun gigs over the years, playing bass or keys. Or um, there was there was one summer where, um, or about a six month period where I went out as a guitar player went out as a drummer, went out as a bass player, <laughs> and went out as a keyboard player. Um, and so kind of after that run, I was sort of like, you know, maybe I should apply these skills to my own music. You right. Know, yeah. But, then um, come
0: back and again, bring it back around full circle, as you were saying earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. You use the term hired guns. Have you seen that documentary?
1: Man, I've, I saw that um, that one that was like 20 feet from stardom. There's about Another the backup good one. singers. Yeah. Or standing in the shadows of Motown. Standing in the shadows I, of Motown
0: is fantastic. Yeah. I own the DVD. Yeah. It's crazy. That blows. So yeah, my I've watched mind. a few.
1: I don't know if I've seen *Hired Guns* though.
0: *Hired Guns* is all about that. It's hiring musicians okay. for touring, and okay. you know some that were you know so close that you assumed that they were in the band, and then you see them in this oh, other right. band, and then you see them in this other band, and it's like it's very good. Yeah. So I'm into music documentaries, and if we got one thing out of the pandemic, it was a lot of stuff to watch on TV.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I could I could talk for an hour just about music docs and stuff.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, we, we'll do that offline. Uh, if yeah. you guys want to connect with Shane and, and Delore, you can follow them on Instagram, not them, it's him, uh, at Delore Official. And we put it down there at the bottom there too. Um, yeah. You obviously are very creative and you've been playing music. Is this the multi-instrument thing? Was that something that started at a young age?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I never even looked at it Beyond just like learning enough to sort of make little home demos, you know, when I was a kid. <laughs> so it was never like, you know, I'm going to be multi-instrumentalist. It was, you know, my both my parents are musical. I come from a long line of okay. musicians. So there was a piano in the house. Always. My dad was a bass player um i got an acoustic guitar when i was like in fourth grade and it sort of just wow. built you know like i'd sneak my dad's bass out from under his bed and you know um <laughs> that's not what had i was little...
0: sneaking out from under my parents bed.
1: <laughs> well yeah there's there's other stuff too but um <laughs> but yeah i mean it was like I, we had this little karaoke machine that was like it had two tape decks on it so i could like record on one tape and then play that tape like while i was recording something else on the other almost tape almost like a reel to reel yeah, so I kind of learned how to like overdub records like just from like using this little karaoke wow. machine in middle school and um and so because, you know, those instruments were around, I would just sort of like figure out some notes that worked and mm-hmm. you know, over time, um that was the thing about moving to Nashville. I moved here as an artist, but I realized pretty quickly that like just having all the different um you know, the skill set I'd kind of developed on my own, yeah. I ended up like working, you know, to you know, for other artists, you know, getting involved with producing and well, um, playing. On we've discussed circus.
0: it on here once or twice before, before especially with the Nashville based artists. There is such a unique artist community there that yeah. there are like on Monday nights, you get together with other songwriters on Tuesday nights, you get together with other bass players. And it's like it's such a collaborative effort to push everybody up. And yeah. I don't think there's any other city like it.
1: Yeah. I mean, coming from a very music town like Seattle to Mm -hmm. Nashville, I was surprised just like there was, uh, at least at the period I moved here, there just didn't seem to be as much like, there was a lot of competition with the bands in Seattle. But uh, in Nashville, there was a lot more of like a community kind of spirit to it, which was very cool. And I I did a lot of co-writing in those first few years living in town. And um, yeah, cool experience. Which is all just
0: honing your chops. It's all, you know, putting in the work and putting in the effort and getting better at what you're doing and what you want to put out there i mean i'm sure if you wrote for somebody else versus writing for you it's going to have a different feel a different taste a different texture
1: absolutely yeah yeah for sure i uh i i found that uh yeah i i i It's like you're writing in a whole different mindset than you would for your own stuff. So it's like, you Mm -hmm. know, lyrics that, you know, I guess the thing that was a little bit of a bummer for me about it was like when we were done, unless somebody did something with that song, it was rarely a song that I would want to do something with because it would it would be yeah. such a different kind of thing. So, um, you like know, like your so little I was musical able...
0: babies just sitting over there yeah. in the corner.
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, that kind of like broke my heart a little bit because there was a lot of rights where it's like, I'm like, that's really cool. But unless it already has a home waiting for it, you know, uh, it became, you know, a lot of sort of, you know, sometimes it felt like wasted creativity or something, but Uh, I
0: don't think any of it's ever wasted, but maybe you'll just come back (laughs) around and revisit it again, since that seems to be a bit of a theme. So you grow up musical in this musical household. You obviously take to it very young. You're putting out music at 16 under this, you know, the Delora moniker. What would you tell 16 year old Shane about what was going to be coming?
2: Um,
1: you know, I, I, I feel like I did a decent job of this, but I would think I think one of the biggest things is just, you know, be sure to always stay true to yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, don't hop on trends or don't, you know, mm-hmm. uh, don't get hung up on bands that seem to be doing better than you or, uh, right. you know, just, just stay the course. And, um, I, I, I feel grateful that for the most part, that kind of was my journey, but, um, I think that's an important thing for, for anyone, you know, cause it's, I feel like I can, I've, been doing it long enough now, where I can look back at the, maybe the things that I was sort of jealous of, or this or that, mm. and and maybe those things aren't even doing anything now, you know. And um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so interesting how yeah. that all works out. Yeah, you know i i I go back and forth on being really proud of sort of being a lifer, <laughs> and then and then also sort of looking at the friends that ended up getting real jobs and other things, and I'm like, maybe <laughs> maybe they had it more figured out than me, but I don't know.
0: You know, I'm always slightly jealous of the, you know, my friends that can do the nine to five and then at five o'clock it's done and they don't have to ever think about it again. I'm like, that's nice. I don't know if I could do that (laughs) because I'm sure you're always musically thinking. You're always writing. You're always arranging. You're always kind of putting it all together. Like, I don't think you could stop.
1: Yeah, I I've tried a couple of times and (laughs) it Mm. doesn't uh, doesn't seem to last too long.
0: You failed at quitting. Congratulations!
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: uh, I would love to jump in on another song. What would you yeah. like to play for us next here in the Jam Happy Hour?
1: Um, I have this little uh, system here rigged Ooh. off camera. Okay. I I'm always am very <laughs> curious as to
0: everybody's like behind the scenes setup because you know it's I took a not picture you think it's, it is? <laughs> it's
1: such a mess. Like I had to put it in my Instagram story. So if you if you check out the Instagram story, you'll see. I'm
0: looking at it right now.
1: What an absolute mess it is behind this camera, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's a song called Yes and No. It opens up um, the first album that I returned to with Delora. The album was called The Royal We, and this song is called Yes and No.
0: I love it.
2: Well, tell me why did everything change? When did you become so aloof? Suddenly you're acting so strange Now I have a burden to prove There's too many questions Not enough confessions. I try to understand There's too many questions
0: Yes and no from <laughs> yeah. Delore. Good lyrics. I mean, I love oh, a lyric story. I love like the cadence behind the words. And, you know, I've, I've always found it very curious, like when it comes to different songwriters, if do you go into a song kind of with the lyrics in mind or is it more like you grab it musically and then fill in the story from there?
1: You know, for me, it's usually a, a combo. Like I it's hard for me to ever get too far with the song unless there's some sort of lyrical idea involved like if it's just mm-hmm. music I just somehow it doesn't really go anywhere unless I kind of feel <laughs> like there's a you know some sort of like little message or something and uh so usually you know if there's like a phrase or something that kind of comes with the music then you kind mm-hmm. of explore Well, what does that phrase mean or what could it mean or um you know What's is the, the music- story yeah yeah so it's kind of ends up being a journey and being that I record and mix everything myself to it like it kind of doesn't ever stop until it's like done, done, you know, like, so. Um,
0: how do you know it's done? How do you, do you get the tingle? Do you get the, you finally can't tweak it anymore? Like, how do you know yeah. when you're doing all the things, all the, all the things? How do you <laughs> It know is, it done? is really,
1: it's, it's super tough. Like I'm working on a song right now that I've been kind of going back and forth with for like two years and it's mm-hmm. literally driving me crazy. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, there usually is a moment where it's like, okay, I don't want to change anything, you know? Mm-hmm and and when you get to that point where you're like nothing's bothering me nothing's fighting musically or lyrically or sonically mm-hmm. um you know i i'm a libra and so some about balance oh. you know maybe, maybe there's something that...
0: <laughs> you're like okay
1: yeah once like right everything's there. like in equilibrium land and uh that God. that to me is is a little bit of the the judgment it's a but. rare feeling <laughs> it is i mean that's why i love music because in music you can kind of like make things perfect that in life you know is impossible
0: (laughs) and then you know as an artist you could put it out there like today I mean I was having a crummy morning and I was like you know what I just turned on all the speakers in the house I just put on some music and I just let it blast for a little while and I'm like what did you play I was playing some uh beach weather I was I was playing some beach weather I was playing some killers I was playing um some young blood
2: I was playing. I was on
0: a very alternative kind of a a mood this morning. It was all loud and upbeat and uh, Almost Monday was on there too. It just, it's a good reset. And so as an artist, when you put stuff out there, do you realize like you're helping reset somebody's bad day or you're helping somebody fall in love or you're helping somebody get through a heartbreak? Like, do you ever think about where the songs go to live?
1: I should think about that more. You know, I I, I think just because of the nature of it all, it's like you're just in your head so much of the time that um I'm really looking forward to we're finally going to be playing a live show um for the first time since the pandemic one the first month time, from today
0: e- no exactly stress. that's that's
1: right <laughs> and it will be a full band show which will be exciting but to me that will really for the first time since returning to Delore like give me a chance to like interact with humans in like a real way you know I mean um uh, mm-hmm. I've done some live stream kind of stuff over the last few years but um it you know it's just such a different Nothing thing else to to, like it yeah yeah so I'm I'm really looking forward to that and like that um you know just that that uh energy uh transference between people you know that that I've really missed you know I find
0: that very interesting because you would think that you know as an artist who is now you know doing all the instruments all the arranging all the recording is there is there an introvert that lives inside of you oh
1: yeah for sure I I think you know I I feel like I've always been sort of an introvert extrovert like I uh if I Libra. know somebody, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if I know somebody well, you know, I can gab for hours, um, as you're maybe seeing a little bit of now. I think but, you're
0: doing great, but <laughs> as far as like when you go, but to if do I'm live not, like music. a party,
1: I'm like in the corner waiting to find that other weirdo, you know, yeah. smoking a cigarette <laughs> out back, and you, <laughs> you can know.
0: eyeball each other like you're my uh, yeah. person. Yeah. Um, yeah. How does that translate to being on stage though? Being back in front of an audience for the first time in years.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, we'll see. I. I. You know, thankfully, I. I did that tour this summer playing bass, which was Others, kind of like yeah. you know stepping one foot in that direction. But uh, you know, I wasn't carrying the show. But I think it's gonna be great because it's gonna be a uh a, you know a hometown show in Seattle for me. Oh, um, great! Which would be awesome and um, friends,
0: family, like everybody's coming. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's it it should feeling. it should
1: be great. And uh, you know, I. I just think the energy hopefully we'll we'll just kind of be good going into it. it's not like um like i still haven't done any dealer shows in nashville and so it would be like a brand new band out here you know for people and um that would definitely be a different experience but you know going in front of people that um you know hopefully are there because you know they're into it kind of helps you know some Some.
0: that were around when when you were 16
1: yeah Um, yeah there's (laughs) another
0: full circle moment
1: right right generations of people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll see. Yeah.
0: it's gonna be awesome yeah one month from today that is uh that is gonna come up fast you're just gonna like yeah. pick out for thanksgiving and then just like mentally prepare
1: yeah 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 i'm only getting in town a couple days early so i'm gonna you know um i got some dudes out there learning the songs we're gonna run it a few times and just rock and roll so
0: well yeah. um will you be performing the next song that you're gonna perform for us
1: um, yeah, actually, I will be. Let's see. Good segue. I got
0: lucky there. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, this song is, is the title track of uh, the album called Televangelist, which was like the second Return to Delore album. So this came out last year and... Um, and the the first album, which I played that last song from, was like basically mm-hmm. songs that I had gone back to that I had kind of started back in that original era, but had never finished. So okay. that whole record was really just sort of like unfinished business with those songs. And, and once I kind of put that record up for pre-order and started kind of seeing the excitement mm-hmm. of old fans and new fans and stuff, um, it just gave me a lot of inspiration. So I ended up like immediately, you know, we were still in the middle of the pandemic at the time. So I had, yeah. you know, I was stuck at, at home time. anyways. Yeah. <laughs> And so I ended up, you know, just making a whole album within like six months of wow. uh, like the first new Delore songs really um, start to finish. So this this was the title track of the album. And Televangelist is not <laughs> at all a religious song. I, okay. I had, It was one of those things <laughs> where I sort of just had this moment thinking about social media and how we've all kind of turned mm. into televangelists. Um mm-hmm. But then this song ended up becoming more of like... Um, begging for love like a televangelist and um, and a lot of the songs that are kind of seem like love songs I find are kind of more like singing to the muse like singing to um, the song gods <laughs> yeah <laughs> Beg- begging for their mercy so um, <laughs> so yeah it's a little bit like like all of the songs they they're sort of uh, there's a bunch of different directions you can go with it
0: So well, we're ready to take the journey with you here with here we go and the jam happy hour.
2: Ow. I won't control you. all I want the whole. Evangelist down on my knees, begging you please you make my whole body shake like a California quake However it aches, whatever it takes I won't try to save. Yeah. We- List. Down on my knees Begging you please You make my whole body shake Like a California quake However it aches Whatever it takes You got me doing the twist Like a televangelist Down on my knees Begging you please You make my whole body shake
0: I get it i got a little bit of it i got, okay. it. I got the social media the begging for attention the mm-hmm. you know accept me love me um, yes social media friend or foe
1: you know what do they say uh keep your enemies keep your friends close and your enemies closer closer yeah, <laughs> yeah. um yeah you know i i try to like uh keep a healthy balance of sort of sharing you know my life what I want to share or right. you know I I feel like I'm I'm getting to a decent place there's there's definitely times where like I hate it or I feel like the wrong things get um celebrated or whatever you know mm-hmm. but uh Like I feel like what I would want to be sharing would be like super boring content, like of like (laughs) me like doing like fiddling with stuff for like hours. I think so.
0: I think it's those (laughs) are the kinds of things that I think people want to see more of. Honestly, like real actual. This is what goes on behind the scenes. life.
1: but you know, the impression that I think a lot of artists get is you post a picture of a dog, and that's (laughs) the way to get you know (laughs) attention. You know, so yeah, it's it's a little bit of a push algorithm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, you try to find a way to, you know, get the dog incorporated with the process, too. And, <laughs> if you, you could know, get then... the
0: dog playing the drums.
1: Yes, yes. Next album. Absolutely. But, you know,
0: but it is. Like, it's on, on one level. It's very, you know, just like, Anything could like take off and trend and you have no control over it whatsoever. And then on the other side of it, here's a way to connect directly to your fans or the people that are, you know, getting to know your music, maybe revisiting it from the first time around or just getting to know, you know, you for the first time, you know, in this 2022 version and they can reach out directly to you, which can be awesome and also scary at the same time too, I bet.
1: Yeah, I I haven't had to block too many folks, but you know, um no, I I do love that. It, even, you know, even pre-social media, I was always kind of like looking for ways of sort of breaking that fourth wall or whatever of um, you know, just communicating directly with, you know, your audience or, you know, your friends, your fans, whatever. Um, So I do like that. The wall is gone
0: now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) There is no wall.
0: There is no wall anymore. Nothing between you and the music. And maybe that's not a bad thing, too. I think, you know, collectively, everybody's been going through definitely a little bit of, uh, you know, revisiting and changing and uh, rethinking things over the last few years, for sure. And, you know, here you get to do it musically in front of everybody, you know, bear, you yeah. know, in a sense of a way now that it's like, it's, you know, it's out there, which I think is kind of exciting. Right. And yeah. that's, that's like the good side of it. Like you can absolutely just pop it out there or be like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or I saw you did a post about, um, you know, thinking about doing my first show in a while. Anybody want to help? And I think that's really cool. Like that's the good side of it.
1: Yeah. You know, honestly, like the, the a few the few times that I've done that, um, I'm always like, man, that's what social media should be for, because <laughs> like, um, you know, you really sometimes you just don't even know who's out there that can that can help you with different things. And as an independent artist, I mean, it's it's amazing when you can kind of just like reach out to your community mm-hmm. and there's someone that's like, hey, this club or this these bands would be great. Or, you know, I'm kind of on the very beginning stages of looking at um, some solo tours uh, for next year. And kind of yeah, and kind of doing that approach of sort of like finding out where you know people that can help are and, and sort mm-hmm. of like finding little little bubbles. So I, I do hope to make it out to around Napa at some oh, point yeah. in the next year. So
0: Oh, you'll have to come and play the tasting room for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, I heard about that. We would love to have you. Um if uh people did want to follow along. Uh, what is the, we the socials back up there again, but where are you posting yeah. a lot of your uh, content these days? Like, what, what's your favorite platform?
1: I think, I think Instagram is probably my favorite. I mean, Facebook uh, would be fine, but it's like, it seems like every update they make, it gets like more complicated and harder to like navigate. on yeah, their, yeah. At, at least from like a, a music page side of it. I'm like, I don't even know where messages are going. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's just kind of a mess. And, and a lot of people have left Facebook too. And um, yeah. And then Twitter, you know, it's it's kind oh of its Lord, own it's little thing. Oh, Lord, it's the Wild thing. West
0: right now. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about changing my name to Elon Musk. We'll see how that works. <laughs> he won't let you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody um, tried that already. Yeah, yeah, I I dabbled in TikTok for a minute, but I think Instagram's kind (sighs) of my my place. So
0: yeah. All right. Well, we'll definitely be following along, and as hopefully you start to announce some of those shows or posting more music, uh, we'll definitely be able to see it right there. Speaking of the music, I would love to jump in on another song. It's the world's fastest hour, and it goes so quick. And I do not want to cut out this music. Uh, So, what would you like to play for us next?
1: Okay, this is another one from The Royal We, um, which was the the first record back yeah it, it really worked for a record that was uh all by my lonesome but <laughs> um but yeah this song's called the snake eye and uh it's it's a phrase that um an old friend had said that i'd never heard before and i don't even think it's a real phrase but i was like that's great i'm gonna use it in a song so
0: <laughs> you're like and we at least just... not in this meaning but yeah okay anyways <laughs> oh no don't don't no, give me jokes not that Jane. meaning either don't right. give me <laughs> jokes
1: all right, Jump no into the music chips. Save us quickly <laughs>
2: Okay <laughs> I was your love But I broke your heart I'm coming back Let's restart I was the one who Tie you out you are today, but everyone you know is giving me the snake eye, your sister and your friends, the snake eye, co-workers and your cats are giving me the snake eye. Eye, your sister and your friends the snake eye co-workers and your cats have given me the snake eye. Ooh.
0: That is it's a great lyric because I I think cats give everybody the snake eye. <laughs> right, right. They're always looking at you with the side eye. Now that's a phrase I've heard. I don't know if it's a Southern thing, okay. but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Giving somebody the snake eye, like yeah,
1: right. I, I would say like the evil eye or something. I don't know. It was just yeah. whenever I hear a phrase that's kind of new to me, um, I usually end up throwing it in a song. But
0: exploring it, like what can we do with this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's a it's a good it's a it's a good phrase. It can go in a lot of different ways. Uh, I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah. I know sitting around and doing, you know, all the music and all the recording and all the, all the everything's, is there an instrument that you haven't learned how to play yet that you'd want to?
1: Oh, there's a lot. I, you know, one that I actually bought a cello, like a really cheap cello off Amazon <laughs> like at the start of the pandemic. And I was like, I'm going to learn. Ch-. Like, I've always loved the cello, but I've never really done like string instruments like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, the guitar lit- is
0: kind of a big string instrument. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it relates, but it's tuned differently than um, guitars or basses. But right. um, so... And even just, like, learning how to, like, resin the bow was, like, mm-hmm. a whole different world. and um, So I kind of got to a point where I could make a little bit of sound out of it, but literally the whole thing <laughs> fell apart because it was, like, a Aww. $100 check. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's in the corner somewhere, like, needing some wood glue or something. But um, Well, it's become but, furniture
0: now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I've been... Um, my family has a long history of a Hawaiian lap steel plane, and so Ooh. I've been kind of dabbling with that the last a uh, few years and getting, getting a little better at it. But, um, that would probably be the the next one that and Dobro are kind of similar and kind of been working on those the last couple of years. But.
0: Well, it's good to challenge yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Continue to grow. Yeah.
0: Now musically, sure. do you ever collaborate with your wife? Because I know she's, you know, an artist yeah. as well. I mean,
1: yeah, that was actually how we got together. So, um, yeah Tanya montana co um she uh, she had somebody that i'd I'd kind of like known through mutual friends and sort mm-hmm. of had a little crush on for a long time well that worked and, out well yeah, and then suddenly one <laughs> night we ran into each other and she said she was needing help finishing some songs and uh and I was so excited to have you know an opportunity to to hang with her um mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden I was like, Mr. Professional guy. And I was like, I can't, you know, cross any lines. And then oh. luckily it got to the point where she got a crush on me. And so then we were able to kind of navigate that. But, um, uh. but yeah, I ended up producing, uh, both her albums and, uh, and playing a lot of the instruments on them too. But, um, she's, a, she's just a great natural songwriter and, um, she'll kind of, you know, work up the start of something and, um, mm-hmm. And I'll usually kind of either help her finish it musically or maybe throw a line in or two. But um, yeah, she she also runs a a women's boutique here in Nashville. And that takes up most of her time. So she has a real job (laughs) to kind of balance between. Next time I'm in town, I'm
0: coming to get my shop on. But that kind of leads into my next question, though, like, because you guys are so musically minded. Like, what do you do for downtime? How do you get away from it?
1: Me and my wife.
0: Yeah. Just like me. How do you what do you like to do? When you just want to clear your head of music and creating, like, what right. is your go-to? Uh,
1: I don't know, Bachelor in Paradise or something.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> a good one. Bad, bad TV. Bad I don't know. TV.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we just recently started watching Yellowstone, and we've watched like oh. you know all four seasons like in the last week. Let's but, just started um, again. Yeah, and and now we've watched those two episodes. So um, I haven't.
0: No, blah, blah, blah. no spoilers. Okay.
1: Okay. But, yeah, that's um, a great one to lose. They all in die. Too. Damn it! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, uh, we 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 love our, you know, because she's she's super consumed with her work, and and I am as well, and we kind of mm-hmm. have that in common, which is great. But we we definitely love our like decompress with shows and popcorn, and you know, um, just
0: turn it all pretty off pretty much every
1: night. Yeah, yeah. So um,
0: I find yeah. it um interesting like with some artists and i know that you know you create on multi-levels but uh when you do put kind of a song together do you think of it of kind of having almost like a like a character to it like a sad song's a sad character or the mm. up songs or you know I, I tend to think i package my songs together so i have my happy songs and i have my sad songs and i have my introspective songs like i yeah are they like I think little with, musical babies i guess is what i'm trying to say Well, no, I I think there is
1: something to that. Like, I I definitely with, you know, over the years, I can sort of think of, like, certain songs that, you know, um, are kind of like sister songs or something like that, you know. Mm, Okay. You know, I've I've heard, I think it might have been, like, Bono or something like that, like, saying that, you know, as an artist, it's like you're sort of... um, describing the same thing from a different window of the house and you know in uh, each era of your thing and I, I definitely related to that where it's like i feel like i can kind of go through every one of my albums and find songs that sort of are expressing the same thing in a different way or yeah. from a different angle or like you know kind of related or or following that same uh, sort of line of thought and uh so yeah i m- maybe not as much character but i mean you know relatives for sure they're definitely a big family at this point
0: oh yeah a big dysfunctional family
1: yeah yeah i think they're all talking at this point though so Uh,
0: yeah behind your back you know, (laughs) as children seem to do. Um, We are in the Jam Happy Hour today with uh, Dolore, And if you are enjoying, please go follow on all of your favorite playlists as well as on your socials, too, because that's what this community is all about. I mean, yes, we like to get together and enjoy some wine, but we love to support music and uh, to meet new artists like yourself or get to know you're not new, but new maybe to somebody here. And um, we've got time, I think, for a couple more songs. I don't want to cut into that. So let's jump into our uh, next song. would you like to play for us next
1: all right what do we got here um okay yeah this is one that's also from the televangelist album Mm-hmm. And uh this song uh is called Baby You're a Faker. I love your and, titles, uh,
0: <laughs> by the way. I was like, God, I hope he plays Baby You're a Faker. I want to oh, know right? the story behind that title so bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it I I think it might be one of those like Carly Simon You're So Vain thing oh. where I'm I'm not gonna reveal, but um o- only <laughs> yeah. because it's it would, Warren like, Beatty. Hurt. We
0: know it's Warren. <laughs> yeah,
1: we do. But it's like three guys though, right? But but this <laughs> song it was about a. Uh, um i'll say it was about a collaborator so it wasn't a romantic thing uh it was actually about um you know there's a lot of fakers out there and (laughs) uh you know you know but people also say everything you write is sort of a mirror to yourself so there's you know there's that too ouch see we can we we just go go. to therapy
0: yeah i think we just did okay baby you're a faker Dolores here in the jam happy hour
2: You pretend to have looking for a magic rabbit in your hat. Everyone will see that you are singing flat. But I knew all along, have you ever had a single thought to call your own? I'm sorry if it's breaking news, your cup is blown. The emperor was never wearing any clothes, but I knew all along. Fall. You see how thin the ice you skate on is, baby. You're a faker. I knock out your handbag. You shake your money maker. I'm only seeing red flags while you second guessing all you second solutions for the lowest price, you think you fool me, once, you think you fooled me twice, but I knew all along, and when your house of cards fall, you see how in the ice you skate on it.
0: Baker. <laughs> Some great lyrics oh. in that one too though. Oh. Paint by numbers van Gogh, turning my yeah. skin green, like uh,
1: <laughs> it was I, like, I
0: get this story.
1: It was fun. It was like a very like mad libs kind of song, you know. It's just <laughs> like, okay, what are they this time? You know, each chorus kind of a little different.
0: Oh my god, mad libs. I haven't thought about those in Lord <laughs> knows how long. That would be a fun kind of a social media experiment. See if you could write right. a song with your fans using mad libs.
1: I'm into it. All right, folks, comment now. With suggestions. (laughs) Totally.
0: Why not? We've got this big, beautiful universe. Why not use it that way? Amen. You have put out a lot of music in the last couple of years in comparison to some other artists. Is this your typical pace of. No, I I think I'm like.
1: No, I, I'm like 100% completely burned out now and probably like never going to make another record. But
0: Don't say that. Um,
1: no, I I really kind of just like kept my nose to the grindstone. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of um, my reaction to the pandemic in a lot of ways was just sort of like, all right, if I keep working hard, it, you know, COVID won't get me or something, you know. Um right. So, yeah, I mean, I've always been pretty prolific. I, I haven't gone through... Big writers block moments or stuff like that, mm-hmm. but um, but I I you know definitely kind of like over overdid it for sure. I mean, kind of like two albums a year for the last couple of years, and,
0: um, mm-hmm. and and now you've got a lot of new material to tour. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm really looking forward to 2023. I mean, there's there's music in the works right now, but sure. I really can't wait to like actually perform these songs live for people, and um, you know. Uh, you know, the, the other, the other end of the, the, uh, you know, musician spectrum of performing, you know, I've, I've been missing. So
0: I, uh, I remember when I used to go see REM, I had a big thing for REM back like in the nineties and I would go see them as much as I possibly could. And living in Southeast United States, you could do that uh, a few times a year. And I would see Michael Stipe have all of his lyrics, like always up. And he was like, I've just written so many songs. I can't remember them all. Sorry. And wow. Like, if you keep writing at this click, you're going to find yourself in that same situation, Shane. Yeah,
1: I'm already there, <laughs> for
0: sure. <laughs> you're going to have to study for tour.
1: Yeah, it's funny because it's like you can remember the songs from like 20 years ago. But like, right. you know, the the new ones that should be the freshest, you know, are, those ones sometimes take
0: You haven't longer, ground them in yet.
1: Yeah, I haven't ground them in. So, yeah, I think after I get some, some more shows under my belt, I should be good. But I definitely have a little cheat sheet, a little Michael Stipe cheat sheet over here.
0: I mean, he did all right.
1: Side. Yeah, he did okay.
0: <laughs> he did yeah. okay. Well, hopefully you can make it out to Napa and perform with us soon. We would love to see you out there. And yeah. we'll be following along on the socials for when those dates start to pop up for 23. We've got time for about one more song. Um, okay. What would you like to uh, close out the Jam Happy Hour with this evening?
1: You know, I'm going to I'm gonna take it back to the old school for me. Um, I uh, This year is actually the 20th anniversary of Delore's second album, Suburbiac. Wow. Um, Does it feel weird to say that? super weird. And like, (laughs) so I kind of like just even just for my own self, I kind of like really got into it on social media, like sharing old photos and, you know, just trying to kind of like, I feel like I hadn't, you know, I don't, I don't often do a big anniversary thing for stuff, but, um, but yeah, that 20's record was kind of a big deal. 20s kind of a big deal. Yeah. The first album kind of came and went at 20 and I was like, okay, I need to do something for the second album. Oh, um, but, but the second album really was kind of like the first one where I really like dove into the multi-instrumentalist thing. And, mm-hmm. um, the first record was sort of the end of the original band days kind of turning into a solo project.
0: Gotcha. So I
1: kind of look at the second album as sort of like the, the first real record of kind of the, you know, the journey I've followed since then. Sure. Anywho. Anywho. This song is called. I still can't a- <laughs> believe
0: it's 20 years. That's, I'm still no, sitting I on know. that one.
1: It's, it's bonkers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this song is called a billion odd people and it's from the album suburbiaque
0: wonderful thank and actually
1: you. actually one of the records i did last year was called origin story where i like re kind of like reimagined some of the, some of the original period. Songs. yeah and this song's on that as well so you can you can find uh the original version and the origin story version of a billion on people on spotify and soon and this version Bandcamp. and soon this version yeah
0: <laughs> all right i love it Woo. thank you
2: There's a hundred and fifty thousand people better than you me. In a shoebox in the closet. But now the door barely shuts. So much to hide away. Cause there's a hundred and fifty thousand people better than me. No, there's a hundred.
0: Feel like it's twenty years old though.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's up there. It's up there in the, the vocal range for sure. But.
0: Oh, oh no. <laughs> so you find some of those older songs may have to be revisited just because <laughs>
2: <laughs> Right, right, right.
0: You don't even think about that. Like that's very interesting. Like to you know, to go back and and like pull these songs back from, you know, when yeah. we were young and dumb and could do anything. Right. And now it's like you gotta protect the instrument because that's an instrument too.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in my early 20s, for whatever reason. Uh, I love singing too high for that age as well. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, it's been a, it's been a minute. And uh, yeah, got to clear out those cobwebs. But
0: well, uh, and, and now, you know, you also have to like, take care of that thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, you try. You try.
0: Well, I'm certainly impressed with your music ability. That is I mean, the fact that you're doing an entire project completely, like on your own, I think is just like, Uh, slightly mind-blowing and I know it's something I could never blow off but um, the the music is fantastic and you know we've certainly enjoyed the hour getting to know you a little bit better and we will be following along and hopefully seeing some of those live shows in the near future so uh, cheers to you thank you for hanging out in the jam happy hour with us this evening and thanks uh, so much for having me it's great great meeting you nice to meet you too hopefully (laughs) in Napa next time bring your beautiful wife and uh, we'll make a party of it
1: All right, perfect.
0: Thank you so much. Have a great evening.
1: All right, you too. Take care.
0: Bye-bye.